This is the Out and Offbeat Podcast. Oddballs, welcome to the Odd and Offbeat Podcast. I am Mr. Matthew Baker, and I'm joined by the ever-fastidious Louis Fox. That's right. I'm like a good student. I'm like a good... F- <laughs> I don't know. Are you a good student? Do you learn pretty pretty easily? Um, Yeah, when I was younger. As an old person now, I don't want to learn anything. I'm like... I only learn if I do it. Like, I have to do, like, hands-on or, like... You know, I, I can't read and then just, like, learn something. I have to, like, write it down or ah. speak, speak what I just learned to somebody else for it to, like, retain. Oh, really? That's yeah. You, you have to, like, filter it through yourself. Because, I mean, I've, I read so much news and I, like, you know, I shouldn't say read books, but I listen to, like, a crazy amount of podcasts and I retain zero information unless I will I regurgitate it to somebody else. So, so you just, your podcast is just you echoing in the car. Pretty much. And yeah, I should probably just speak out loud. <laughs> How you doing, man? Doing good. I heard you just visited a place I told you about which was the uh, devil museum oh yeah yeah you uh you were trying to convince me to meet you there the week prior before i went and it's a uh, church that a lady moved into and converted into a huge collection of devil memorabilia (laughs) i guess i wouldn't say it's memorabilia it's just sort of like not paraphernalia but knickknacks yeah just anything that has a devil on it she's into it yeah but she's not into like evil devil she said this was more imp like devil yeah and i was asking her about it. i'm like well do you have a lot of like stuff from mexico and she's like no i only like the eastern european stuff well she is and german she is very german and like so she i brought my my our friend and uh he she like yelled at him a million times. It was just like in German. He's got ADD, you know. He's not, you know. She wants to take you on and show you all these little intricate things, and we just wanted to walk around and like look at stuff and ask questions. And yeah. she like, she was like, "Hey, come back to the tour." And it's like there's just two of us, and it, and it's a room the size of uh, my garage. <laughs> Well, no, she had the side room, and then did she took yeah. you to the basement, the the gift shop, which is intense. Yeah, that was just crazy. You're in this woman's house, and then like she was like, "Okay, we're gonna stop the tour for a moment because her dog shit on the ground, and she had to clean it up." <laughs> well, then she takes you into her bedroom, and it's super awkward. <laughs> yeah, you go in the bedroom. It's just like it was crazy, and there was a lot of devils. Yes. Do you have one that you do you remember any of it? Like um, a couple of them. She had. Uh, she had a. I have a little Mephisto bust. That's the lo- the like the mascot of a famous. English magic company. She has the full size one, uh-huh. and she didn't know the history of it. And I'm like, "Here's the history." Uh, yeah. So she wants to get my yeah, little she, one. Like, so me. I was asking her a lot of questions about the history of devils, and she didn't know any of it. She was just like, "I just like this." Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, "Is there a reason? Like, what some cultures do this? Uh, have this type of devil oh, as opposed to this type of devil? Is there cultures that have banned people from ha- using devil likeness? And she was like, I have no idea. She's I like, that's not part of the tour, dude. 
She was yelling at my buddy because he was like looking, flipping through a book, and she's like, "You're flipping too aggressively." <laughs> I was like, "What the hell?" Did you give her six stars on Yelp? You like, I added a bonus star because she was angry at my friend. Oh my goodness! It was like it was, and it was long too. It was like ninety minutes. Yeah, that was the one thing I was like, it was a bit long. I mean, for eight bucks, it's it's a solid deal. Yeah, but you know, I mean, that's the thing. It's like there was you could just watch. What she should do is just say, if you have any questions, let me let me point out the highlights. If you have any questions, let me know and look yeah. around. Like that's really what she should have done. Not like this is a fourth century devil from Romania. This one is made of plaster. You know, it's just like oh, yeah, okay, cool. Like, like my favorite one was like they had there was a devil that was like. His penis was so big that he needed a wheelbarrow. Yes. <laughs> that one? She had two of those yeah. ones. Like... Well, I like how, too, when you, when you get in the bedroom, that's where all the sexy devils are. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, it was cool. And I was very envious because I was like, I would love to do something like this, like convert an old church into something that people can come and hang out in. But just by her attitude, it was like, man, I, hope, I don't know how many people are going to come to this. <laughs> It was fun because she also does absinthe tours. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. I mean, it was totally worth checking out. She was cool, but it was just hilarious that she was like, like laying into my buddy. <laughs> Kurt was asking <laughs> so, for it. <laughs> yeah, she uh, kind of a little bit, but it was too. And if you're in Vancouver, Washington, you got to go check it out. It's like uh, it's not far from downtown. Yep. And uh, yeah, she's a potter, and I bought a bunch of. Uh, her devil pottery. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. And we decided that we're going to hire her to uh, make like uh, urns for our animals that pass away. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, cause she, she worked in Hollywood as a special uh, practical effects designer. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it's worth checking out. What was the name of it? It's the just, just Google devil museum, Vancouver. I think Washington. it's called the museum of devilish things. That sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's cool. And you got to make an appointment and she'll, uh, she'll walk you around. She'll, she'll I, give you the whole tour. She was trying to feed me. She was like, you hungry? You've been, she's like, I know you've been driving all morning. She's like, you want some flapjacks? I was like, no. And, uh, I put, uh, 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 my own devil in there, and if you go, you have to find which one I put in there. Oh, nice! She doesn't know about it. She wasn't looking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, folks, just so you know, this is a rebroadcast of some of the stories that we have done in the past, and uh, we just uh, we wanted to, to highlight them because they were some of our favorites. So we thought we'd revisit them and let you enjoy them. Uh, in their entirety. Yeah, it's like a hug from a hotel pillow. Well used, but still great. Yeah, yeah, and somewhat clean. <laughs> a little bit clean. And now for some weird news. This story comes from nzherald.co.nz. That's a website more reliable than someone letting you play that website's title as an acceptable word in Scrabble. <laughs> more reliable than a hype man shouting that at a rap concert. Yo, nzherald.co.nz. More reliable than more reliable than having the streaker with that painted on his back run through the Super Bowl. 
All right, this story's kind of wild and it involves seagulls, and we have done quite a few stories on seagulls in the past. They are the Florida man of the sky. Yeah, they pretty much. Story goes, woman bites off man's tongue during street brawl, seagull swoops down and eats it. That's a lot of stuff to unpack. There's a whole lot going on. And I will say, every article I've read about this hasn't gotten into why they were brawling. Yes. Just so you know, it is a little vague on some of the details of the story, uh, but I do feel like that title is like a Hulu description of a movie. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like this is clickbait, but it's not. <laughs> and the story goes, a Scottish man was left stunned after a woman bit off his tongue during a street brawl, only to watch a seagull swoop down and eat it. Dude, that's why, like, seagulls are like the shark. They're like sharks. They will eat, like, I had one eat an ice cream cone once when of I was your, a kid. Of your yeah. ice cream cone? Well, wh- I, it's kind of weird because, like, did the seagull eat the tongue or did it just pick it up and carry it away? I don't think a seagull sort of lands and then just chows down. You ever see a seagull, like, eat a fry off the ground? They fly down. They don't have, they just, like, scoop it up. They go, and then <laughs> fly away. <laughs> Can you imagine trying to find the seagull that has the piece of your tongue? All right, what does the seagull look like? I got Ah, a picture on my phone. This this is it. This is it. You know, the one with two tongues hanging out? The one with one tongue hanging out. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. (laughs) When was the last time you saw a seagull savor its food? Mm, These old old cashews have a nice back palate. He takes a bite, then he wraps the rest up for later. James McKenzie and Bethany Ryan were involved in a wild street fight in August of 2019 when she leaned in to kiss him. That's how I always end my street fights, with a kiss. (laughs) I feel like this is some sort of weird Scottish mating ritual. That's why I think they're not getting into what the fight was happening about. I think it might have been like their playtime. Oh, you think so? I th- because later it sort of indicates that they might have been strangers. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so when I like when my dog wrestles with me and I'm done, I change. You kiss it in the mouth. <laughs> and it kind push- of. I go. I, well, I I tell her to give me a kiss, and then she snaps out of like rough playtime to lick my cheek. Oh. And then we're back to whatever. And so she, he's like, "Give me a kiss," and she's like, "Bite my, the <laughs> tongue off." Well, I think <laughs> like a Mike Tyson. <laughs> How would you call your street fighting uh, style? You do Muay Thai, you do Capoeira, <laughs> Tyson Holyfield. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel I do kind of feel like this is some sort of like Scottish wild animal mating dance, right? Like you, David Attenborough is narrating. He's like, watch as the Scottish female headbutts the male in the nose. And only after the nose is broken will she accept his kiss. (laughs) Crocodile hunters in there. Crikey! (laughs) As she leant in, she savagely bit down so hard and ripped a chunk of his tongue out. The court hurt. Oh, so that's why we're just hearing about this. It just made it through the court system. Okay. The large gull then flew down and grabbed the fleshy muscle in its beak and then made off before the injured man could retrieve it. This is so crazy. Like, so they were actively fighting and she's like, kiss me. And the guy's like, okay, I'm I'm going full tongue. That's how sad (laughs) men are. He was thinking of his junk. Okay, I mean, okay. He was thinking of his junk, not his fists. (laughs) This woman's part Scottish, part praying mantis. The incident left Mackenzie maimed for life. Ironically, now he cannot say maimed. Yeah, right? I would, I would not trust kissing a woman ever again. 
<laughs> All right, I'll kiss you. Only if you promise not to bite my face off. <laughs> I need you to put on this mouth guard before I'm willing to kiss you. Ryan pleaded guilty to assaulting McKenzie in an Edinburgh court hearing last Thursday. Edinburgh's sheriff court's prosecutor, Susan Dixon, said the pair who were strangers clashed at the Capitol's Leith Walk in an argument developed. I still, it's killing me what they were arguing about. Yeah, it's very unusual. Ryan had initially attempted to walk away from the confrontation, but Mackenzie continued to be aggressive. I wonder if it was like, kiss me. And she's like, no. He's like, kiss me. And she's like, no. And then she's like, fine, I'll kiss you. Hug. So, yes, the the aggressor here is the male going yeah. after the female. So Mackenzie approached her again with a clenched fist. She then only responded to his actions by pushing him before kissing him. That's a very – that's a pretty hardcore stance. Like, push, get away from me. All right, I'll kiss you. Guy lowers his guard. Bam! Take his tongue out. I think that's my move whenever I'm going to be in a street fight or approached with a predatory loan. <laughs> I'll go to the loan officer. The debt collector. All right, listen. I know I owe you $130,000. The gateway to my checkbook is making out. Kiss me. (laughs) Bam. (laughs) She kissed him on the lips, and during the course of that, she bit through his tongue, which caused a piece of his tongue to be removed, Prosecutor Susan Dixon said. Mr. McKenzie walked off and spat a part of his tongue out, at which point the piece of muscle was picked up by a large seagull that made off with a piece of tongue. Here's the thing. It's his fault for spitting it out. Yeah, he I spit agree. out his own t- – if she spit out his tongue and the seagull got it, I'd be like, that's tragedy. He threw his tongue away and the- it was the same as me throwing fries on the ground for the seagull. How did she bite all the way through it but then it didn't come off his tongue into her mouth? That's what I don't understand. How do you bite all the way through it then release and leave it in his mouth? That is some precision. Yeah. <laughs> she's not a- done that before. It's not her first time. <laughs> I think if you go through records, she's the – Sweeney Todd. The, the tongue bandit. <laughs> the chunk of the dis- dislodged tongue was approximately two centimeters by three centimeters in size. Ryan was later arrested by police and McKenzie attended hospital for treatment where the laceration of his tongue was said to be oozing blood. He did not require surgery as the dislodged piece of tongue was no longer available to be reattached. I like how there's no surgery to close the wound. Yeah. I was thinking they might might put in like a piece of titanium. Oh, that would be You have to tell the guy at the airport, (laughs) (laughs) I've got a titanium (laughs) tongue. I can crush a nut with just my tongue. I can open this walnut only just my by doing a tongue curls. <laughs> this tongue is a lethal weapon in <laughs> Bolivia. Uh, yeah, so there's no information on exactly if the woman had been um, found guilty and sentenced. That is the end of the article. So we don't really know exactly what is to come. What is the what? What do you think is the sentencing for biting some part of someone's tongue? It's weird because he was the aggressor, so she's defending. But then you're like, is it equal force? I don't know. Well, she's going to court for this, so I would imagine the police found enough cause to take her to court. Well, I would throw it out. I would throw it out like old tongue to a seagull. So she did plead guilty, so who would then say what she... But is this one of those... To assaulting, to assault. Is this one of those predatory things? You're like, you you plead guilty to a misdemeanor um, assault charge, and we don't get you for grand tongue larceny or yeah. something. Well, I, I, I would imagine they say, Mr. McKenzie, is there anything that you'd like to say to the defendant? Yes. I, yes. <laughs> I would love to Please let my wife go. 
That was the first day we met. And <laughs> we've been married for 13 years now. <laughs> How did you and Ma, me and mom meet? Well, crazy story. <laughs> the, the, the seagulls, the ring bearer at the wedding. <laughs> It is the same story as how I have the titanium tongue. <laughs> All right, I like it. Yep. Weird news story number two. This story comes from HuffingtonPost.com. That's a news source more reliable than me shedding seven or eight COVID pounds. You don't think you can do it, man? I don't know. I'm, they're, they're part of me now. It's called walking, Louie. Oh. And water. <laughs> it's called not being rolled around like Hannibal Lecter all the time. <laughs> not having for- donuts for breakfast like we did today. <laughs> yeah, that's on you. <laughs> so this is a very short story, but it is pretty cool. And there is a video that is, comes with it that is a much see and we will post that there's a video our... that comes with it there's a video that comes with this story we're going to post it on our website you can check it out it goes wild australian sheep gets sheared of 78 pounds of wool can you imagine if it was a robot sheep and there'd be steel wool you'd be like i can ah, clean I get, my pants for I days i get what you did there yeah. louie that was nice yeah it wasn't <laughs> A wild and ailing sheep found in a forest in Australia named Barak by rescuers has yielded a fleece weighing more than 78 pounds. It's always the Democrats throwing out the uh, programs to save the uh, homeless. Yes, these leftists. Coming in and saving animals. Why would they politicize the name? I guess they're in, in It's a joke, Louis. So that, you know? I mean, I'd be like, it's Baldwin. Or it could be like Bahrain. Yeah. <laughs> like the country. Yes. Yeah, like, uh, bah humbug. There you go. It's a Christmas okay, one. Yeah, right. <laughs> they should name it Bald. Ah, ah, they re, uh, rename it after they shaved yeah. it. Nice, Louie. I like it. You know, Nearly half the weight of an adult kangaroo this thing was carrying, 78 pounds. I like how they're giving us the weight in something we can't imagine. <laughs> so it's um, about half the weight of seven ocelots. <laughs> what? It's like 13 wallabies. <laughs> it's like 13 wallabies and two koalas. It's, it's one-eighth a stegosaurus. <laughs> This is written on an Australian. <laughs> Why don't you feel like uh, it weighed about uh, one and a half stones? Like, give me some like weird. Yeah, so I guess the half the weight of an adult kangaroo, seven, so it would be about 150 pounds. It's like an when adult you, kangaroo. When you Unless play- it's one of those yoked up kangaroos that we <laughs> yeah. saw, you know, like the, on the, the ones that fight. are all roided out. You see yeah. those ones that like got like neck muscles the size of like a Prius? Yeah. <laughs> yes. The sheep was found by a member of the public who contacted the Edgar's Mission Farm Sanctuary near Lancefield, Victoria, about 60 kilometers north of Melbourne, according to the mission's Kyle Brand. They should name it after this guy, Brand. Brand. <laughs> but they should, at this point, just be giving us GPS coordinates. When you go, like, you go up to the dairy, you turn left, one, two, three houses, you turn right, and it's on Lancashire Road. <laughs> It would appear Barak was once an owned sheep, said Berend. He had at one time been ear-tagged. However, these appear to have been torn out by the thick, matted fleece 
around his face. He's like the Prince Harry of sheeps. He's like, I was once a part of the, <laughs> the royal family. <laughs> the royal family. And then I left it. And now I have 78 pounds of wool. <laughs> well, they're like, he was owned, but he got thrown out because they're like, we don't have the manpower to maintain this afro. <laughs> This sheep grows fleece at, a, at an alarming rate. Yes. <laughs> now, when you finally get your COVID haircut, your like neck is going to be all like, oh yeah. Oh. Oh, it's like when I used to have dreadlocks and I cut my dreadlocks. It's like, oh my god, like my head, I can move it freely. Dude, I shave in the morning and I'm like, oh man, this feels <laughs> so great. My neck, so much stress off my neck. <laughs> Uh, Sheep need to be shorn at least annually. Otherwise, the fleece continues to grow and grow as happened here, said Berend. After his much-needed shearing, Berend said Barak's Barak's fleece weighed in at 78 pounds. So they don't really say, like... Like how heavy he was in relation to the the, the yeah. wool. I'm curious. Like, is he is a sh- I don't know what a sheep weighs. So is it like is he 200 pounds? A sheep weighs about four <laughs> four dingoes, four <laughs> and three flying toads. He's like one greenhorned. Uh... <laughs> Whilst his hooves were in great condition from running over the rocks in the forest, he was in a bit of a bad way. He was underweight, and due to all of the wool around his face, he could barely see. He couldn't see the forest for the trees. Ah. I don't know why he was underweight. I mean, he could have just eaten the mushrooms and spiders that were growing on his fleece. He had, like, a whole ecosystem on that thing. (laughs) Do you realize you just ruined a universe? (laughs) Barak is now settling in with other rescued sheep at Edgar's mission, Beren said, adding it all goes to show what incredibly resilient and brave animal sheep really are, and we could not love them anymore if we tried. So in a separate article I read, they were talking about how because the sheep was carrying the 78 pounds of wool, it was vulnerable to predators. And if you see the pictures, it's in a suit of armor. Yeah, like, it's, <laughs> it's amazing. I don't understand how a predator's like, you know what I want to eat? That giant turd looking thing. I got to eat an hour's worth of fur just to get to the meat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, honestly, it looks like what a, like an army sniper would wear as camo. <laughs> yeah, the ghillie suit. <laughs> like, just this like, huge fleece. They're like, I, is that a sheep? Is that a, a, bu- a weird fluffy bush? Is that a cotton tree? <laughs> this is like a sheep that got loose. This is the next evolutionary step. It's like a sheep turtle. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> it just squats down and nothing can penetrate if it, that. If it, gets, if it gets on its back, it's toast, though. <laughs> it can't roll over. <laughs> uh, and we will post the video on our website because it is pretty heartwarming to see the sheep get all of that and be able to walk around normal because you couldn't even see his legs. Just yeah. like he was like this hovering yeah, like alien a dirty, looking dirty thing. cloud walking Essentially, around. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> all right, I like it. Yep. It's the Odd and Offbeat Podcast. So that's it for today, folks. We want to thank you so much for listening to the rebroadcast. If they were the first time you heard them, we're glad. If it was the second time you heard them, we hope you enjoyed them the second time as much as you enjoyed them the first time. The second time you've heard it and you don't remember it, you need to be like Matt and repeat what you've heard on the podcast out loud. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, folks, if you want to, uh, give us a five-star review, that would be awesome. We'd be greatly appreciated. You could also donate by clicking on the Patreon button on our website. For as little as a few bucks a month, you can get postcards from the road. Matt will give you the secret GPS coordinates of his devil that he hid. Yes. (laughs) We'll give you a dollar off at the devilish museum. (laughs) I don't know how we do that, but we'll figure it out. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right, folks. Well, that's it for today. If you want to check us out, check out louisfox.com with two X's, and he will post uh, his tour dates and that sort of stuff on all his social sites. So check him out there. And you can check Matt out at comedystuntshow.com. That's spelled with a C, not a K, like a crazy comedy show would be. <laughs> yeah. So folks, we want to thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a weird week. We will be back next week with some new stuff. We're out. Not. Bye. Thanks for listening to the odd and offbeat podcast because normal is boring.